here's the context of our conversation for the next few moments. Matthew 13, first nine verses is a very, very familiar story. Later the same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat, and then he sat there and taught as the people stood in the storm. So he told many stories in the form of parables, such as this story. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. He scattered all across his field. Some seeds fell on the footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil and under, um, underlying rocks. The seeds sprouted up quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon wilted. Under the hot sun, so since it didn't have deep root, all of them died. Other seeds fell among thorns. They grew up and choked out tender plant. Still, other fell on fertile soil and they produced crops. There was 30, 60, and hundreds times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I don't know how you do farming. Anybody grow little things around your house, inside the house? Nikki, you grow a lot of stuff? Yeah? Do they always grow? No? Anybody who grow anything and everything and always grow? No. Anybody really concerned when you plant stuff and don't grow? No. Yeah. <laughs> don't be pointing at people. But, but imagine this. Imagine this. Uh, I grew up in this lifestyle. We grow our own food and we raise our own animals. And we, I, I remember the very first time I heard a preacher ask children, where do you get your food? And they say, grocery store. And I was like, uh, this is news to me. Because where I get my food is out in the woods. Uh, for us in the islands, we, we grow what we eat. And uh, I, there was one point in time, my hands were, I didn't need clothes. The calluses were so thick. Uh, matter of fact, matter of fact, when I was growing up, uh, fathers, when they, um, when they kind of discern uh, the guy who's proposing to marry their daughter, they kind of shake hands. And in the shaking of the hands, this is one of the things. They, they never tell you, but they shake your hands if you're the guy. And if you don't have calluses in your hands, that dead is, is a red flag. Either you really have a good government office job, or you are the laziest guy here in this village, or this islands. And I'm not gonna let my daughter go with you. Because at some point in time, she's gonna starve, and all my grandkids are gonna starve, and I'm gonna be responsible for that. And, and we, nobody say out loud, but we know. And, 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 and what, what worse than that is, everybody in the village knows that you are lazy if you are a guy. Because islands are small. Everybody knows everybody's business. And so, and so you'll be so embarrassed to be lazy because you don't want to be categorized as one. Now, when you do farming in Tonga, uh, it's often time you do it as a group, uh, and most of the time you just do it by yourself. 
And when you do farming, there are a sequence of things that require for you to raise the possibilities of really having a good harvest. You have to prepare. You know that big word, prepare? I don't always do that sometimes, you know. You are Shelby, you know. Well, you know, we're preparing for a worship service, and here is the sequence of it. It's from here to here, and it, it never fails. It's almost every week. Stick to the plan, she will tell me. And she know better. I say, yes, ma'am. And she'll just find her ways as I try to stick to the plan. But there is a plan. Now, we are told by Matthew that this is, this is a farmer who went out to plan plant seeds. We are not told what kind of farmer this is. We are not told about his background, his experiences. But this is an unreasonable farmer. Because during the first century, and this kind of seeds were very, very small. I mean, it's precious. It's not anything to plan with. You just cannot just get out there and, you know, hey, you run down to Walmart and get it. Get, you know, dozen other bags. I mean, this is precious. This is something that you really hold on to. And when you farm, when you, when you plant, you have to do a lot of steps of preparation. You have to know where the sun is. You have to know what season it is. You have to know when to plant. And, and you have to watch the weather. And whatever preparation you need to do, you have to do those things if you want and expect a good harvest. What is ridiculous about this farmer is that we are told by Matthew, this farmer just went out, have a bag, and he just reached in there. Now forgive me, I'm not trying to be dangerous here, but I just, I just like the idea of being the farmer this morning. All right, so, so you just watch out because this is gonna get dangerous for a moment. Because this farmer, I don't know what kind of bag he has, whether, whether it was a bag, whether it was a four-wheeler, whether it was a, whatever it was, but he just went in there and he was just doing this. You know, he just went in there and, and his plan was, was just that. That's all he was doing. He just reached in his bag and he was just doing that. That's what he was doing. He was just doing all of that. And he was just like, here. This is the best plan he has. Now, you'll never read Matthew the same way again. And there was birds like that guy who just walk around and take every candy for everybody. I mean, there was... There was, there was oftentimes, oftentimes, the way that this story is being reflected upon is about the soil. I want to suggest a little bit more to add on to that. We weren't told what kind of preparation that this man was doing or this woman was doing. But I want to offer to us an opportunity to be the seed. Jesus, this is, this is what, maybe the only one that Jesus explained what his sermon was all about. Because the disciple asked him, why do you always talk to people and tell stories? And he told them. It's the only one that Jesus ever really expound on his message. Those who have ears, better listen up. 
But I want to add on to that. That this farmer, that this farmer reached into his, to his bag of seeds, although it was really precious, and he's something limited. Somehow his unreasonableness just do it in a way that is very unusual. And imagine yourself, you are these seeds called kisses. And what kisses is all about is love. And Jesus reached into that and just scared him. And he just said, scared of love no matter where. He knew that his little group of disciples, his followers, his little church, he knew that they were losers. He knew when bush come to shout, they will be afraid. But despite all of the kinds of people there were, Jesus refused not to continue to plant seeds everywhere he goes. Now friends, I just want to invite you to think that you are those seeds. You know the potential you have? Every time you hold a little seed, the whole future is in your hand. Every single seed contains within it all the possibilities of tomorrow. The whole thing. Whether they see it's going to plan and you will multiply to 30 or 60 or hundreds fold, that hundreds will become hundreds and more thousands and millions and billions if it continues to grow. And this is the possibility of those who follow this Jesus Christ. So here's, here's the invitation of this morning. You know what seed does? It changes everything around it. When a seed planted, the seed will grow. It will change the environment of that. I don't know what you see this morning when you, when you drove here. Have you seen flowers? Have you seen grass? All of those who are in the uh, lawn service, they don't want to see grass right now. It's too hot. But when you grow, when the seeds grow, it changes its environment. It produces, it, it, it just, when those flowers grow, it changes the beauty of that very corner, of that very ground, of that very place. When those seeds grow, it will produce flowers and it will change the environment. Every good smell that comes from it, it carries itself. When those seeds grow, it will invite little birds and little bees and little things to multiply their ability and they'll come and land and will suck out every sweet in that and then multiply it to other plants and other trees and it will continue to grow and it will carry itself to wherever you need to go and all God's people say amen and you are those seeds you have within you every power to change every office every line in the store every conversation that you find yourself in. 
Oftentimes you hear this. When children grow up, they do amazing things. And one of the lines that people will often reflect on, they come out of good seeds. Hey friends, you are one of those. You are a seed produced by the divine. A seed with an expectation of multiplication, of touching the world. A seed called kisses. I don't know what your heart will do in coming days. I hope when people walk away from you, they feel they've been kissed by the divine in a way that you look at them, the way that you shake their hands, the way that you hug them, the way that you talk with them. By doing so, I promise you, you will change their days. You will change the environment, the way that they think. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All God's people say amen. amen. Let's pray. In many ways, we always wonder what other ways we can be more for you. And you remind us, you already done them all. We can only do what you have already entrusted to us to do. And that is to love this well in a way that this well knows that you are loving God. God, we thank you. Thank you for your power of healing, for your power of love and acceptance. Help us to grow and bear fruit wherever we find ourselves. It is in your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. All God's people say amen.